Hello and welcome back to another Lockend, an Arsenal podcast with me, Steve. And joining me as always is Chippenham's finest, Calvin. Good morning. How are you, mate? Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Uh, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Thank you very much. How are you? It's probably a more important question. How are you? You had a few beers yesterday, I believe. I have no idea what you want about. I'm actually all right, I think. I'm fine. Just it's tired. Champion. Very tired. It was a long day yesterday. We we, we got the, mm. the quarter past 10 train down to London and we got mm. back at 10 o'clock last night. So all for the cause, though, right? All part Absolutely. of the cause. Absolutely. A 12-hour shift for the Arsenal. Um, and like... <laughs> As we keep saying recently, and it's becoming a bit of a good habit, it's uh, it's well worth it when it's three points in the bag on your journey home, right? Is that is that nine wins out of eleven now? So I don't I don't want to look at it. I'm not looking back at it because it's I'm crazy, just riding right? that wave. Yeah, I'm just riding that wave. Um, I mean that wave that wave might crash a little uh, Wednesday night, but like I texted you yesterday, I mean it's. We can dream, right? We can dream of three points on Wednesday. Why not? Sorry about that. The dog was just barking in the background. If the listeners heard, well, I mean, if that's a dog bark, then I mean, Christ, it sounded like he was choking. More than anything, to be honest with you. But um, any, anything else? What's been going on with you, Steve? Any any unusual, strange happenings? Well, I went down to the Emirates actually on Friday for a cheeky little ground tour. All right, me and Nigel, me and old Nigel went to Ben. That was good, which was really good actually. Yeah, I was big Nigel. Well, he's quite little actually. Obviously, he's, he's more like a little nice. No, it's good. He was talking about um, uh, one of the, the things that sort of stuck out. He said, um, you know, Tottenham can have a you know a bigger ground, they can have as many seats as they like, but if they haven't got any trophies to put in the ground, then what's the point? Which was a, a personal uh favorite of mine. He was talking about like the late years, he's been doing the tour for like 13 years now, I think. And he said, the late years of Wenger were a little, were a little bit difficult because he said, uh, ultimately, the, the question would always come up, are you Wenger in and out? And he said, you know, I work for the club. <laughs> Wenger's still here. It was like, it's a bit of an awkward one. Um, and uh, it, yeah, he, he talked about the the downfall. Uh, well, not the downfall so much, but talked about the, the change in, in players. And, you know, when, when you go from the likes of Sierra to, to Maram Shamak, you know that um, <laughs> thing, things are changing. Yeah, changing. He was like, no, no disrespect to Shamak. <laughs> but, every, dis- um, every disrespect to Shamak. Jesus. Because it is when you say it in that, that plane, you know, that plane away, it's just like, fuck, what a downgrade that was. Bloody hell. It, yeah. I mean, it was only what Henri left in 2006, seven, and Shamak mm. was in there, was it 2010? So, mm. space for a few years. Um, it was actually, I thought it was quite, I was quite surprised because in the press room, um, there's like a corridor and mm. uh, there's like tons of pictures on the wall from like kind of back to the 80s, 90s, some, some mm. of those, you know, fa- famous sort of shots of Hyrie and them. Of all the photos, there's a picture of Shamak, um, his goal at Molyneux, yeah, like in like 2010, 11, when we beat him 2-0. Mm. And I was like, of all, the fo- of all the photos to have in, in why the ground, why, why have they got this one? Um, so I, I was reckon. actually at that game, missed both goals. Of course you did. We were obviously just... Not not sleeping, boozing probably, but I, I guess the only you know reasonable expl- uh, explanation I can probably come up with for having that photo is just to prove to you that anyone can make it at top flight football. So you know, <laughs> dream big, lads. Do you know what I mean? Dream big. But um, just on the tour, is there anything in particular that you know behind the scenes? I haven't done the tour um, since the Emirates opened. Is there was there anything that particularly stood out which you thought was really interesting or really cool or the mm. invite only area? Um, it's, mm. it's absolutely stunning there, but the view is just incredible. Um, and it, it was really, it, it was, it was, it was really good actually because we went around the tour and then 
they basically say like if you want to go back around again you could just go you could just spend all day walking around in circles obviously I went down with charm we were like little little nerds <laughs> like uh only imagine. boys he, he yeah he bought he bought a couple of his, he, he's got like a couple of match worn shirts so he was shooting some talkies, uh, photos of that i bought mm. my drampberg shirt um and yeah, the, 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 uh, there was this guy in the dressing room, like security, must be thinking, what are these lads doing? <laughs> Anything for the gram, right? Anything for the gram. But uh, just on Chan's match-worn shirts, by the way, did they bang? Did they stink? They really stunk. Um, Who's, whose yeah, was worse, Gabrielle or Xhaka? Come on, name and shame. I think it was, I think Xhaka's was much worse. Because Gabrielle was the blue uh, blue from, from uh, Wolves Away, and then Xhaka, was Xhaka's from, it was a home one. I want to mm. say Brentford or maybe Wolves at home. It was one of those games anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they both absolutely stung. Um, yeah. I was, it was, it was cool though to sort of kind of you know, look at like a real match warning kind of, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, not was so cool for the nose. Yeah. Yeah. Not so cool. No. For the nose. <laughs> well, the, well, I think if, I guess if you wash it, it defeats the point, right? So. I don't know though, does it? I mean. <laughs> Because I was going to ask you that, like, if you had one, would I probably? Yeah. If it stunk, I'd probably wash it. No, I wouldn't. Bit of Febreze. Bit of Febreze. No, I wouldn't even do that. I would just, I would just put it on, stare it out in the garden, uh, with some security, so like no one nabs it. Because <laughs> yeah. everybody then, wants uh, a match worn Zaka shirt. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it probably would. I mean, it would be cool, but at the same time, I, you know, I think we've spoken about this before, and anybody who collects football shirts will know what I'm about to say is it doesn't matter how often you wash them. Right, and I'm not talking about match ones, but they all hold that distinct same smell. Doesn't matter how old it is. I've got a cupboard full of them. Um, you can, you know, I try and wash them, you know, once a year to try and get that smell out. Nah, it stays there. It's the exact same. But anyway, that's enough about Arsenal shirts in the stadium. Should we? Should we get onto the interesting stuff from yesterday? Apparently, there was a football game on, right? Apparently, you went. I went down. It was. Um... Well, we, 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 do you want to attack the game? Do you want to talk about the lineup? I mean, the lineup was pretty standard, right? Apart from Smith Rowe being back in the squad, which was a massive boost. Uh, he went with the same 11 that mm. we saw against Watford, which, to be honest, we sort of said it, didn't we, last week on, on the uh, the pre-match point, saying, like, we fully expected him to go with it. Mm. Uh, there was an element in me that I expected a little rotation with Liverpool, but fair play, he went strong. And to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see the same 11 um on Wednesday. Um mm. I was sat in the North Bank for this. Well, I wasn't officially in the North Bank. I sort of just, you know, I'm one of those people who you sneak moves, around, don't you? Just sneak around, depending on how I feel. We shot towards the North Bank in the first half. Obviously usually Which was weird, wasn't it? Was traditionally, odd. yeah, traditionally we all shoot towards the North Bank in the second half. Um I think I must have been Leicester if we won the toss for that. Um, but anyway, it was it was great in the first half. It was, second half was a little bit difficult. You know what it's like. And I was on I was on row six, so as great as it is to be see. close to the action, when when the ball gets down the other end of the, of the pitch, it's a little bit hazy. So I'm really going to come to you really because obviously watching on the telly it gives you a much kind of a broader uh, view a view of the games and, and you see a lot more. Um, We'll break down the first half first. Um, yeah. How, what were your kind of thoughts and feelings in that first 45? Yeah, well, I mean, look, I mean, going into the game, uh, you know, lineup as we discussed, yeah, was it kind of turned into a bit of a pointless topic of conversation, hasn't it, these days? Because, we, you know, we've said it a few weeks now that it's just, it's nice to see a predictable start in 11, um, one which is pretty reliable as well, um, with results 
in mind and um, obviously doing quite well but look my like every game lately i think you know i text you before saying you know i'm settling in you know to watch the watch it on the on the tv and feeling a little bit nervy about it but i just think that's that's just going to be every game you know in the running at this point because every game and every you know three points or one point is going to mean so much to us at the end of the season because of what's at stake but i think as soon as the game started it was it was a big game right but and i'm sure you might have felt this as well but once once we settled in and got the early goal it was a fairly relaxed overall 90 minutes to be perfectly honest with you um i mean look we have a good chuckle about Thomas Party can't shoot, but that, you know he's he scored his second. Was it his second Arsenal goal? Both have been with his head. Um, so that that that's you know the writing on the wall there for TP shooting. Uh, just stick to your headers, mate. But you know, I mean, there was one opportunity or two opportunities in the first half. Correct me if I'm wrong. Where you know I think there was one fantastic ball um, played over the top where Cedric kind of got a bit 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 caught out um, and Ramsdale made a good kind of sprawling save um, where I think it was their, their left midfielder names completely Harvey Barnes tried to kind of you know dink it over him but he, he read that all day long so that was fine and then obviously the, I mean there weren't many chances in this game throughout right not clear cut anyway I mean if you not you know both keepers didn't really have massive amounts to do Schmeichel made you know one really good save from an offside opportunity for Lacazette uh, Martinelli, which I think he should have probably finished anyway. But the only other real real talking point from that first half um, was Super Rambo, right? Uh, loves a save against Leicester. Um, at, at first take, it looks a lot more spectacular um, than it probably was. But still, I mean, it's it's great reflex, it's great reaction. And, you know, like I've said on, on the podcast a couple of times that it's the strength of the arm and the wrist uh, when you, you know, it's all well and good to get yourself in that position to make the save, but it's, you know, you've got to have a good presence of mind and he pushed it out, you know, far enough that we could sweep it away. And, you know, Brendan Rogers, obviously I saw that live um, straight after because the, the cameras go to him and his reaction says it all, right? I mean, it's, you know, they must be sick of the sight of him at this stage um, and rightly so because he's, you know, he, Brendan Rogers is, a man that divides opinion like most things in the Arsenal fan base, but he's come out and said that, yeah, that he's England's number one right now. He should be. I know it's not official yet, but if you look at form, I mean, I'm sorry, but we, you know, with the world cup coming up for England, how on earth can you go for Pickford? Uh, you know, who's letting in goals left, right and center, whether this is fault or not. Aaron Ramsdale should be England's number one on current form. Hands down. No, I agree. Um, he just, he just seems to get better and better, doesn't he? And it, it probably looked more spectacular than it was, um, mm. certainly from where I was standing. I thought it was mm. going in. It was a it was a fantastic save. Um, and you're probably right. There wasn't a lot in the first half. Um, obviously, the goal came from the corner. Really nice head. I mean, it was. You could probably argue that it was it was soft defending from Leicester, but Awful you know, defending. You, you, yeah, but you, you still got to get in the position. You still got to finish it right. So it was a good header um, mm. from Thomas Partey. Um, and it, you know, it was quite, it was at the right time. It sort of you know we, we started quite well. I felt, and um, I think we were good for it. We didn't create necessarily create a lot, but I never really felt that under pressure. Mm. Um, there was a period, kind of the last kind of 10, 15 minutes, where you know we we, we sort of hadn't really been in our in, in in their half for a while you know we sort of were was that quite deep um but then you know at the same time Watford had the ball without really doing a lot at all Leicester <laughs> what's that 
You're still, you're still, you're still talking about Watford there. Did I? I oh, know. Well, yeah. I meant this. Ah, it doesn't um, matter. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter, mate. It's that yellow hat of yours. It's that yellow car heart. Hey. He was, he was being his indoors. Um, but no, I, I, I was, I always felt quite relaxed. I never really felt like mm. even before the game. I was talking to my mate and I was like, he said, are you confident? He goes, I'm a bit nervous. I said, no. I said, no. I said, I think we'll win today. I thought we were much better in, in the second half. Um, without really necessarily, not, without really doing a lot again. I found that like, there wasn't many chances throughout the game. No. Um, we, we always looked dangerous. Um, you know, down the flanks. I thought Odegaard had a really good game. Um, yeah. Uh, we, maybe we were a bit lucky a few times, you know, we left the kind of point that getting, getting the blocks and um, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you, you don't always get the rub of the green, but um yeah, we were good for it. And I thought, you know, it's funny because obviously we had the penalty and um, I was already celebrating. I thought it had gone in. From, from where I was, I thought it had gone from in. From where you were saying, yeah. And I, and I was like, how's, how's, how's he kept that out? And then obviously we had the, uh, the rigmarole of, uh, of VAR <laughs> to which you're thinking, if this is taking this long, there's got to be swimming in it. You know, there's no, you know, how, how what has gone on here? Um, and it was a close one, but if you, you know, I've watched it from a few angles and you, and you do see the ball um, you kind of change direction. It clearly does you know, hit his hand, you know. So I, I, I was reading some people say it was a bit harsh. And I was like, hang on, how was that harsh? It's, it, it hits your hand. If, in the, the rules are all right, yeah. I mean, it would have been harsh if you sent him off. That that would have been harsh. And I agree with the yellow card in that instance, because if I'm honest with you, because that touch is so faint, I don't think it would have gone in anyway, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but yeah, just, yeah, I think you're right, just touching on the, the end of the second half there. I mean, it was a case of, yeah, I felt like we kind of went back to our old way a little bit there where we go 1-0 up and then take the foot off the gas a little bit. You know, we're letting them back into the game. Again, though, without really letting them have any real clear-cut chances. Um, but I was glad to see half-time, I have to say, because mm. I did feel like Arteta did need to, you know, re-energize, uh, re-energize and reorganize um, the team. Um, because, you know, we go back to those early stages of Arteta, right? When we used to have the four-quarter scenario with water breaks, um, you know, at the start of COVID. And that was a common trend for us where we start well, go off the boil, have a quick 15, you know, break after, you know, 20 minutes or so. And then we come out and we look great again. And I thought that that might very much well be, you know, the case today. And it, it definitely proved because that, I mean, the entirety of that second half. Um, I mean, to be honest, like you said, most of the game, like, it was incredibly relaxed. Um, yeah. Once we went 2 0 up, it was never in doubt at all. I just, and it's funny because usually when you're watching Arsenal, like, we need three here. We need three goals to make us to make us feel relaxed. But I just think, you know, Leicester are this season, just they're not the Leicester they've been the last couple of seasons. That's clear. Um, and that just felt like they didn't really have any threat. Uh, I thought Gabrielle and White were solid yesterday as well. But I mean, the, the two main men yesterday is everybody's pointing out and we keep pointing out every week. Um, you know, Thomas Partey sitting deep, absolute beast in midfield yesterday. I mean, you could have given man a match to either him or the next guy I'm about to bring up and that's Martin Odegaard, who again is just gliding around the Emirates pitch or whatever pitch he turns up at. Like, you know, he looks like a prime 27, 28-year-old midfielder at this stage, the way he's playing at the minute. And it is so incredibly exciting to think that you know, he's going to get, yeah, look, it's all, you know, projection, you know, for, for looking at how he might turn out, but you're thinking he's only going to get better. And if that's the case, Jesus Christ, um, we've got a hell of a player on our hands. Um, but those two were absolutely magnificent yesterday. But was there anybody else that kind of stood out for you that you saw 
obviously sometimes when you're in the ground is not maybe from row six, but you know, sometimes you get a better feel for, you know, stuff that you don't necessarily see on camera. Um, yeah, not really. I think, I think, you know, you touched upon Odegaard and, and, um, and Partey. Um, it definitely feels like we whiz the ball around a lot quicker now. When we win the ball back in our own half, that there's a lot more urgency to sort of spring into life. And you know, when you've got Saka and, um, and Martinelli down down the flanks, you've got you've got that burst of speed and Vodegaard through the middle. Um, it's 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 incredible how, how fast we can kind of flip the game now. Whereas before, I felt like it always felt like a little bit like a bit too safe. Whereas now that we're a lot more adventurous and obviously it doesn't always come off for you, you know, that's just, that's no, the course. way it works. You know, like when we were at Brentford, like how many times were, you know, we, we you know, Sacro or Martinelli were making the run and the ball was, wasn't quite finding them. But I think it's great that we've sort of transitioned into that, into that team. And I think that, you know, you've got to take risks in football. Um, but yeah, like, you know, it's, it's, it's only because we, we talked about Odegaard and party. We've had a lot of conversations on the podcast and I think at times we've been a bit underwhelmed with both of them. Um, you know, when you look at part A, obviously, can, was it 45 million? You know, it's a lot of money. So you expect big things. You know, Odegaard obviously came in for, for what was a steal. And early doors, you know, he sort of showed kind of, you know, when he was alone last season, he showed sort of some really promising signs, but then other games sort of went missing. Um, hmm. But no, it's it's great. And I guess, you know, it's it just takes time, right? It just takes time to, to sort of, to sort of get to that that level, and um, I, I sort of read a quote. You know, so it was Odegaard yesterday talking about kind of the the, the togetherness of the team and, and the spirit, and it's um, I think that definitely helps. Right, we, we've really we've got a really really solid unit of players. We're really playing for each other, and you can and you can yeah. sense that. You know, you, you look at sort of Man United, right? It just looks like a complete. You know, it, the, the, what Man United are now feels like what Arsenal were maybe like 12, 100 oh, twelve months ago you know it's not long ago where you've just mm. got a lot of big name individuals um whereas now it feels like we're really building something special and yeah like it was it was a massive win wasn't it and going into the really tough week you know two massive games on the horizon mm-hmm. i'm actually i said last week that you know you know if you, you I'd, I'd bite your hand off for six points but let's go for all nine right <laughs> let's just ride yeah. that wave i mean Absolutely. i think i think liverpool's gonna be very tough but Going into it, you know, at home, why not, right? Why not? We can give them a game. If we give a good, if we, if we give a good account of ourselves, that's that's all um, we can ever ask for. And I think, you know, as Arsenal fans and football fans, you know, if you give it your all and it doesn't work out, you, you take it, right? Exactly. And I think, you know, what, what your, your, your mind just instantly just reverts back to the Man City home game, right? If you, if you go and apply yourselves, like you just said, and you, you do lose... It's a lot easier to take on the chin because there were so many positives that came out. It's it's strange, isn't it? But you know, when your club has fallen off off that top tier of the you know the Premier League for a number of years, and then you go and go toe to toe with you know the current champions, um, it's you know it gives you hope and optimism um, moving forward. Uh, and we were desperately unlucky in that game as well because you know we had ten men for for a while. So if we can go and apply ourselves like that against Liverpool at home, then we've got every chance. Um, you know, you just hope that we can do that. I mean, I'm sure me, like a lot of us, are maybe a tad worried that Tommy Arsenal is probably going to miss miss that game. And I think we're all hoping he was going to come back maybe for this this little run. I mean, look, we don't want to rush him because I'd rather he was available for... You know, we've got a lot of other big, you know, big games coming up, you know, United, Tottenham, Chelsea. They're still all to come. And if we can get him back for those, 
fantastic. But I mean, you know, li- just the thought of Mane against Cedric is giving me nightmares, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, it's interesting because I was chatting to my mate yesterday about this and we were talking about these sort of games where we tend to sometimes play the occasion, not the game. So mm. I think it's really important in these games and you know, these, these games will define our season whether we make to what for or not. And I think it's really important that, you know, we don't necessarily you know, change our game too much. You know, just if, if it's not broken, it doesn't need fixing, right? Um, Liverpool are an exceptional football team, you know, arguably one of the best um, in Europe. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's, it's these games where... Uh, us do sort of tend to kind of everyone sort of expects us to to, to bottle it um mm-hmm. on the big occasions. So that's that's sort of the next level, isn't it? That you know we need to break that barrier of going. You know, we, we need to approach we need to approach these games. But like you know we're not we're not here to roll either. Mm-hmm. Confident? Are you confident? Would you take a draw? Hundred percent, you take a draw. Yeah. Um, because you know this is funny because I think we all probably went in with our own expectations um, for the for the week ahead. Um, you know, how many points do you think is deemed acceptable for the week? And look, nine points is dreamland. Six points would be great. And I think four points would be the bare minimum. Um, you know, I'd like to think we could probably go and take it to Villa um, on on Saturday. I've never been a fan of the, the early kickoffs on a Saturday, to be perfectly honest with you. But yeah, if we, if we can, you know, look, if we can get nine points, I think... I mean, let's be honest, it would be absolutely massive if we did. You know, so even if we came out with, you know, seven points, we think that would be absolutely astronomical in the, in, the, in the fight for top four because we're in such a great position. And you're looking at the table right now and, you know, we're sat in fourth with games in hand. And I just think not only for our own confidence, it's the, it's the knock-on effect in, to, to your rivals. You know, if you, you know, because they're all waiting for us to slip up, so they've got a sniff. And if you know, if you can come together and basically give it the big finger to to all of these, you know, potential top four chasers with you, that you're you're here. You know, we you know we've arrived to the point where we you know fresh is nothing to us at the minute. We're a young, hungry bunch of lads. Like we spoke on the podcast before, it's these aren't lads that have been in the Champions League before. None of them. Actually, how many, you know, Lacazette probably played a bit of Champions League, did he? Um, Odegaard's probably had a little sniff here and there, maybe. But other than that, I don't think any of these players have played Champions League football. And, you know, it's we all, we all know it. Like, Premier League's great, right? It's the greatest league in the world. Um, but every player and every fan knows that the, those Champions League nights are special. And everybody wants to be involved in it from, you know, whether you're sat in the stadium or playing on the pitch. We all want to, you know, stand there under lights and hear that Champions League anthem because it gives you, you know, you laugh, but it's it's one of those things, isn't it? We've all stood in the stadium. That music goes off. You get goosebumps. Uh, you know, imagine what that feels like for the players. I can only mm. imagine, right, how great that is. And all these lads want that, guaranteed, hundred percent. And I just, oh, I just really hope that we can we can see it through. And I just think, you know, the togetherness of our side and you know that desire and hunger that we're currently showing. Yeah, I just think anything's possible, really. Um, so confident going into the game, crikey. It's 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 a hard one, right? I think I'm confident of the side, definitely. But I do believe that it a lot of the result will depend on what Liverpool side shows up at the Emirates on Wednesday night as well. Um, but if, again, let's go watch back that Man City game this week. See, see what we did well and let's try mm. and replicate that uh, on Wednesday night. 
We've got to have that same intensity, haven't we? Um, mm. I mean, listen, I think, listen, if we take nine points, we're in dreamland. But I, I, mm. if we took if we took six, I'd be over the moon, to be honest. And I think if you've got, I mean, obviously we've got Chelsea and Tottenham to be rescheduled. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look at the fixtures across the board, we, we haven't really got many weeks where we've got, uh, you know, the same sort of schedule again. So once we're sort of over this week of you know, three games in six days, um, they do ease out a bit. There are some breaks. So, you know, get past this week and then, you know, I know we have a small squad, but, you know, with no, with no other games, no, no FA Cups and or European football, it's a bit of a blessing maybe um, that we can sort of go week to week, you know, because if we were playing on Thursday nights at the moment, I think it would completely derail us. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's ever taken, isn't it? A part of me feels like, listen, if you just said to me at the start of the season, you know, would you take the top five, top six? I'd have been like, hell yeah. But it's almost like we've come so far. You feel like it's it's there, and I, I can't help but feel like if we, if we were, and it's still very possible that we, we might not make top four. You know, it's it's a long way to go. Yeah, anything's um, possible. Yeah, but it, you, I think I think I think we'd be lying if, if we said that, like you know, come end of the season if we don't make top four, we we'd absolutely be gutted, right? We'd be like it was it was there, it was in our hands, and there's nothing wrong with that it, as well. Right? No, it's not. Um, but it's it's exciting. It's an exciting time uh, around the club. And I think, you know, there's that real buzz, um, mm. you know, on and off the pitch. You can feel it in the ground again. And it's, it's exciting. And, um, 100%. Yeah. And anything else you, you want to add on um, on Leicester? Know, we've, we've sort of gone down a rabbit hole of, of talking European Yeah, we're looking ahead now. That's, you know, that's why not. I mean, it's, you know, I hope the players kind of feel the same, right? Have a little bit of, you know camaraderie this morning in the training ground about three points yesterday job well done but you know our mindsets are like players in a way um it's always what's the next game what's on the horizon big game Wednesday let's get our heads screwed on for that and I think that's just a natural progression of you know where we're at and I think you know what you said about you know how we looked at what would deem success for us at the start of the season you know not I'm even talking about before those first three games and I think you know, I remember if we revert back and we had this conversation on the podcast and it was, for me, it was like, you know, top six would be great. I think, you know, with what we had, um, top six would have been a progression back into Europe. But it's, you know, we talk about, you know, the fluidity of opinion in, in football changes week to week. But yeah, the goalposts have moved massively. Our expectations have, you know, raised up a little bit because again, we're judging what we're watching on a weekly basis and especially what's happened since Christmas. And you know, look at the, the form table that popped up, you know, yesterday whilst I was watching the game. We're top of the form table. Top of the form table for a reason. So I think naturally your expectation rises. Um, and yeah, just if, if we get top four, I think I've heard someone else say this, we're ahead of, ahead of schedule when it comes to the process. If we qualify for top four this season, we're ahead of where we were probably expecting to be. But that doesn't mean as a fan you can't be, you know, feel disappointed, like you said. But I still think it would be ultimately disappointing if we were to miss out, given the position we currently find ourselves in, for sure. Um, but again, if, if you know you have to revert back to pre-season, and yeah, I think a lot of our our expectations was get back into not the Europa Conference because that's a load of shit, uh, but definitely get back into the Europa League and then try and push on from there. So you know, imagine if we do land ahead of schedule and what it then. You know, the, the, the project's brought forward a little bit because I think then with Champions League football, what you can potentially go and do in the summer changes, right? Because if you can offer Champions League football instead of Europa League football, um, it's more attractive. Game changer. Do you want to do your one good and one bad for the week? 
Yeah, I guess you know, so. Or the weekend. It is a Monday, so it's more like you can't have Monday. one bad. Is you one bad? It's Monday. It's Monday. Yeah, it won't bad. No, I, I'll start with the bad then. I mean, there's a, there was a few floating around, I think. Um, you know, your joke is to usually say I've got more than one. I've been pretty good with that lately. But I just think, you know, there was a... I was watching some football, obviously, before uh, the Arsenal game yesterday. And I just think, you know, watching that Chelsea-Newcastle game, there's just a massive part of me which just felt really wrong watching that game um, for multiple reasons. Um, it was also really unusual that I felt that, you know, Chelsea was supposed to have had three sponsorship removed from their shirts, um, but they basically said they can't buy any shirts because everything's been frozen. Well, I'm sorry, lads, but there's a whole squad of millionaires there um, who don't have their assets banned. I'm sure they could have thrown together a bit of uh, something to, to cover up the shirts or just go and buy someone's direct from night or whatever. Do you know what I mean? There, there's a way around that. So I just thought that was pretty poor. Um, but away from football, and I don't know, this is a bit of a strange one, but, and some lads will probably feel this, my missus inability to load a fucking dishwasher, mate. Oh my God. Drives me up the wall. Sometimes she'll, I'll do dishwasher and I'm sat there going, yeah, great. Fantastic. I know in 10 minutes, I'm going to have to go and double check that because she never played Tetris growing up, mate. She looks like she's done it blindfolded, man. Like it's just shit everywhere. And then you try, you know, you can't shut the door. I mean, look, it's it's first world problems. I can definitely appreciate. I, that, I but... can I can relate because when Steph washes up, um, I said to her, you know, the the, the slats in the, the drainer board. That's what that's where the plate goes. Yeah. That's the plate holders. Where if she literally piles the plates on top of each other, I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, mate, that's, that's honestly, the same. Honestly, that's the same issue I've got. Oh. Generally, I'm like the plates right down on the bottom tier of the dishwasher, and there's fucking slats. The plates really? look, they slot in their dream, right? Stand up right, they're away from each other. Everyone gets a good wash. Nah, she's stacking them on the top, fucking all over the plate. I'm like, Han, what are you doing? Like, I know it's, it's not a sock drawer, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not. <laughs> so yeah, that's weirdly my one bad. And I'm sure there's a few others. I mean, you're you can agree with it on a slightly different level, but fuck here now. Try to get the wall sometimes. What's your one bad then? My one bad, it's a massive cop out, but it's Monday. It is a cop out, but it's, I just, I mean, I'm I'm working. I've got, I mean, I've got a four day week and then I'm off for four days. So it's not too bad. Looking forward to Friday. We're going down to London. We've Mm. got a little uh, brunch thing we're going to. That's, that'd be nice. So I'm just, just, yeah. Is that in line with the uh, Paddy's Day celebrations? Obviously living in Ireland, I've got to bring that up for your guests. Is this St. Patrick's Day Friday, is it? Uh, I was not is it th- it's, th- it's Thursday, actually. Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, oh, God. It's the Gold Cup as well this week. It's Cheltenham races. Cheltenham as well, yeah. So it's it's going to be busy. It's only down the road from here. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Be busy. Yeah. Be busy. Um, but yeah, that's my one bad. It's a bit of a cop-out, but, uh, but hey. No, that's I'm fair. Bad. Okay, but yours kind of leads into my one good, and it's not to rub it in. Um, but my, my good is, you know, even though it's Monday which is shit, as you've just pointed out. Um, it's a three-day week over in Ireland because of the Paddy's weekend. Uh, usually you only get the bank holiday on St. Patrick's Day. Um, and by the way, they actually do hate it being called Paddy's Day. They really hate that. So yeah, I'll just, refer- I'll just refrain from saying that St. Patrick's Day. So yeah, three-day week. I'm off and they've given us a, an extra bank holiday. They feel sorry Good. for us, I guess. I was going to say, you're going to be smashing the Guinness. Absolutely not. That shit's disgusting. Um, I know you love a, you you love a pint of Guinness, don't you? God's nectar. 
Absolutely not. It's disgraceful stuff. Had a picture. Um, we were drinking a we were drinking a picture of it yesterday. I don't really think you meant to do that. No, Guinness, but it, it was still absolutely awful. No, nobody should be pulling a pint a picture of uh, Guinness. And let's be honest, I'm sure you have you ever followed the uh, Instagram page, uh, shit London Guinness. No, that's one for you. Yeah, that's one for you. People rating London Guinness out of ten. That's funny. It's because there's a specific way that Guinness needs to be poured, um, which nobody in England seems to know about. To be honest with you, I've been on the tour actually, so I actually do know how to pour Guinness. Yeah, take that back, mate. Um, No, no, yeah, that's fair. I'll follow that page. A really, a really good page, completely unrelated to Guinness, is Depop Drama. You should follow it on Instagram. Depop Drama. It sounds good. <laughs> check it out check it yeah, out it does sound good to be fair actually just speaking of social media again look we're going off on a tangent but what's new um did you see uh Aubameyang replying to uh Piers Morgan yeah. and I was like do you yeah. know what fair fucks to you because Piers Morgan as we I think we recently discussed he's a melon end. he's a melon isn't he absolute doesn't, melon doesn't shut the fuck up about we just we've just won everyone's buzzing at the club and there he comes out and you know he got he got sort of mugged off in the politest way possible yeah striker yeah and i was like do you know what as much as you know you you annoyed me for a little bit there but i never never had massive issues with bamiang but i was just like you know what yeah what you've just said there is so spot on um and i was like that's it that's end of conversation it's not it's not a debate it's not a topic anymore move the fuck on um everybody's won from that scenario so just got shut down didn't he he did yeah and uh that's always a great thing to see to be perfectly honest so What's your one good? Um, my one good for the week is um, I'm going to go with the Arsenal social yesterday. Um, it was it was a really good day, and shout out to everyone who uh, who went. It was it was a, it was a group of us. Uh, met some people from the sports club. Met some people for I met Toby from Arsenal. Mm. Hung out with Hayden, Tom, uh, Raj, Steve, Josh, the usual uh, usual suspects. And yeah, it was um, all in all a really good day. So, um, yeah, so that, that's my one good. Just it just it just makes it so much more enjoyable, you know. When, when there's a group of you and you sort of, yeah, um, you know, we've we've all been to football on our own, you know, and it's it's if you, yeah, it's just not the same, right? It's it's the social is usually the, the best part of the day, you know. And if you win, it's an it's a it's a it's a Brucey bonus. Brucey bonus, yeah. is right? So do you want to do um, on this day? Yeah, go on then. We'll uh, uh, yeah, we'll do that, and then we then we can wrap it up for sure. Then we can fuck off, and you can carry on yeah. your Monday with your three day week, you prick. Three. So on this day, fourteenth of March, twenty twenty one, we beat a Tottenham uh, a Tottenham team. Uh, so I was going to say a small club from down the road, but I just went with a Tottenham team. We beat Tottenham two one. Um, at this point, I think fans are allowed back on the ground, but it was when like you had to sit about four miles from each other. If I remember rightly, I'm looking at the photos and I think there are fans in in the, the ground. Um, it was one of those, yeah, like three or four thousand. That's mad, um, it? it was the yeah, yeah. It is mad when you think about it now. Um, mm. and it, it was always always that concern that it would never come back, and it's just come back, you know, bigger and better. So, but anyway, we yep. beat, we beat Thompson one um, again, which we always we always be remembered for for that uh, the Rabona. But it mm-hmm. didn't. But it amounted to absolutely fuck all because they lost the game. As it always and does. Them, yep. And and Aubameyang was dropped before the game. If yeah. you remember. Yeah. Um, so we're not going. That, we're not going too far back today. So yeah, I feel like you, you should you should be able to nail this one. Um, we played a four two four two three one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go for it, mate. Absolutely. Just what I do as well. Obviously, two one result. Fantastic. 
Um, even better though when it's a Jose Mourinho manager, I suppose. It's like oh, double, double. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you know, anything, to, you know, as much as I, I do enjoy Mourinho from an entertainment perspective, he's still an arsehole. Just the way he always, you know, treated Wenger, just like, pissed me off. But anyway, to the lineup, we'll go Burnt Leno in goal. Yep. Cedric at right back. Correct. Katie at left. Yep. Then we'll go oh, David Luiz and Gabriel centre arms. Correct. Are we going to get? Are we going to get eleven at eleven? I'm quite. I think so. Yeah, because it's not that. Yeah, that's not too far. Too far back, is it? So I think we should be all right. To be perfectly honest with you, um, Granite Xhaka and Thomas Party in centre mid. Yep. Then oh, I'm going to go with Saka. Yep. Smith Rowe. Yep. Yeah, Odegaard. Yep. And then everyone's favourite number nine. Alex Lacazette. Assisting goals is what he does best. Yeah. <laughs> Did we change oh. that? Is that is that started being sung properly yet or what? No, no. Well, he's fair, he scored yesterday, so he, he took it well. So just on um, that, you know, obviously I just I had to say it real quick to you. So I, I text James at the start, obviously, when we went one nil up. And said, oh, that's a great start. Didn't hear back from him for ages. Oh, that's a bit unusual. He's not, you know, if he's watching the game, he'd probably seen that. But then he was at a, a festival with minimal signal. So he asked me for updates um, throughout the second half. And I think, what was it? I texted him. So I said, <laughs> said obviously went 2-0 up. Lack of screamer. 70 minutes to go. Relatively unthreatened throughout. And then obviously I put little asterisks. Lack of screamer from the spot. <laughs> <laughs> right in the stanchion. Good. Right in the stanchion. But yeah, no, it was a good penalty. And look, as per usual, is what is it with Casper Schmeichel just having to run up to referees whenever he concedes goals to give out about something? Just to complain. Apparently it was a legal penalty, but apparently Saka had already entered the box as well. So they they there was there was um I think because he encroached the box. Um, ah look, they, it's nice to see Arsenal who cares? getting decisions who cares? from officials because who cares? Yeah, um, officiating shite. Back to on this day, um you did very well. Can you name for a bonus point, a bonus round for the listeners? Can you name the uh, the three substitutes you use that day? Uh, and the goal scorers. Goal scorers would have been Odegaard. Yeah, and I believe Rock, was, it, time. was there was there an own goal? No, it was a from the spot. Speaking of penalties. It was, it was if you remember it, like it was a bit of a weird one. Their player sort of bundled. I think it was Lacazette who got bundled over for it. If, if memory mm. serves right, me right. Um, yeah, who came, who came off the bench? Came off the bench. Unfortunately, nightmares about this lad. But this was the time where our our had a weird sort of love affair with uh, Willian. So I'm, yeah, yeah, he would he would have come on. Ugh, just the thought of him. I thought, oh, yeah, such a weird. Move so glad he's not at the club anymore. Oh, I think you, me, and everybody else, um, to be honest, including himself, by all accounts. Uh, I think, Pepe, I think, he, yeah, Pepe. And then I'm gonna go probably some defensive. I'm gonna go Rob Holding because he oh. he used to he's, he likes to come on. Um, no, it wasn't. Was it a defensive minded substitution? Yeah, fuck. Well, I mean, look, I'm on the right path, um, midfielder. Midfielder, uh, yeah, Mohamed Elneny. Yeah, so yeah, it was William 
Alneli Pepe, uh, bench of Bellerin, Sabarius, William, Abamyang, Holden, Pepe, Chambers, Alneli, and Ryan. Where am I to Ryan? I, I, I thought he was going to, he was bad, he wasn't. I thought he was going to stay. But Yeah, me too. And I would have been happy if, to, you know, for him to be back up for sure. But I mean, look, you know, we've got this chap coming in from, from, the, from the US, from the MLS. So, yeah. I mean, look, keepers, in my opinion, should just play every game unless they're injured, mate. Unless it's a you know a minnow that you're playing you know in the early early rounds of the cup, um, or you know Europa League or whatever, you, you know what I'm trying to say. Mm. So yeah, I mean that is I think that's a solid effort on, for on this day, but like you said, it wasn't that long ago, um, so not not too not too bad, uh, not too hard to remember, I guess. But no, I guess right there then should, should we kind of wrap it up then, Steve? I think that's a good place to be. Talking about, I mean, I, I could do another six hours of this, just reading off old games. Ah, yeah, especially when it's wins against Jose Mourinho, managed Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I could just probably do that as well. Special mention they lost again on the weekend, which is a bit annoying, actually. I was I was hoping that a draw, I think, would have been the best result, maybe. Draw would have been the best result, yeah. Um, poor quality of game, entertaining, but I did watch it. It was, you know. Ronaldo obviously scored a screamer. That bloke just annoys you, doesn't he? It's just inevitable sometimes. I know, you know, there's a lot of debate on him being over the hill, but whether either he's not, he can still turn up and score a hat trick, right? So yeah, as long as he doesn't do it at the Emirates, I don't care. Yeah, we keep, we'll keep it. Yeah, we'll keep him quiet at the Emirates, hopefully, because um, I've got bad, really bad memories of him scoring a a, a free kick in the Champions League. No, I don't. But anyway, less said about that, the better. Yeah. So I guess, look. As always, we'd just like to thank you for taking time to listen to the podcast. And as I keep saying lately, so much easier to do uh, when you're talking about three points in the bag. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. If you have enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on Apple and Spotify. We'd really greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to follow either of us on the social media platforms, feel free to do so. Steve, he can be found on both Twitter and Instagram at in the clock end. And myself, I can be found on Twitter at underscore the arse underscore and Instagram at the Arsenal shirt. Please keep an eye on our social media feeds for the next podcast. But until then, look after yourselves, look after each other. Take care. Goodbye.